Hey everybody, welcome to Conversations with Strangers. You, this is Jordan. We got our host, Micah Lockman, over here. And then uh, we got Evan on the line. So we're excited about our conversation today with a stranger. And uh, kick it off, Micah. Kick it off me? <laughs> well, I, I just kicked it off, so now it's your turn. <laughs> you probably should have said kick it off, Evan. Oh. Evan, take take us where you want to lead us. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, man. That's a, that's a hot seat. Uh, I'm just messing around. So, yeah, we got I – uh, I hope you didn't already say this, but we got Evan on the line, and he came on to talk about um, weed and a horror coloring book. I think this is definitely probably our, our worst start ever. But So, yeah, Evan, can you tell us a little bit about, about yourself? Yeah, man, that's, that's how it goes with me. I'm it's just it's it's rubbing off on your show already. That's awesome. What's up, everybody? <laughs> I'm Evan. I used to do a podcast called The Bongloads and BS. That's on hiatus now, but it was about weed. I like to talk about weed. Uh, I like to know I do know quite a bit about music, and I'm also working on a project called The Cursed Coloring Book, which we might talk about later. I don't know. Hello, thank you for having me on the show. I want to I want to see it. I'm excited to see this thing. So awesome, man. Yeah. So so about how much about how much weed do you smoke a day? Uh, um so i eat edibles and uh it's it's pretty bad i gotta trim down i'm up to about a thousand milligrams over the course of the day which ain't great but what are you gonna do i don't know i don't know how much that is like it sounds well, like a high number it, but... let's put it this way micah it's about 20 milligrams a day we'll get you messed up for normal for normal <laughs> and you said a thousand a day or a thousand yeah, a week a day Oh, wow. Okay. So you're just, you're kind of like Permastone then? I mean, you know, that's an interesting question. Um, I use weed to like, I was a, like a horrible drug addict for many, many, many years. Like the, the story everybody's got whenever they get a weed card, they use weed to get off hard drugs. And uh, so because of that, I can't really have stimulants for ADHD. So I use this to be able to focus. So like, I did, this is like a thousand milligram box of the damn things. Um, I eat that and it helps me like focus on what I'm doing. I, I probably do. I've got that like stoner draw when I talk, but I'm like, a pretty high functioning individual. I just use weed to keep my head straight and a lot of it, sadly. So you're like a, you're like a, the Seth, you're like a Seth Rogan. Maybe not on that level, but that's, you know, I could aspire <laughs> to that. Sure. Yeah. So compared to Seth Rogan about how much weed do you smoke or, or, or ingest or eat or whatever. I mean, if he's true to the rep, I would say, you know, he smokes probably on a level what I eat. It's kind of a weird conversion, but like stoned all day, you know, like you said, yeah and most people i feel like will say they like smoke cigarettes yeah and set it to be sober right but with you it's it's weed i don't know weed weed's probably a pretty normal thing now too right but yeah it's uh i mean i smoke too many cigarettes too but yeah weed's like oklahoma makes it easy because they have really high dose of edibles and it's kind of a kind of super libertarian state which is weird because it was also the near beer state for a long time so like in that regard you uh you know like there aren't many states, even legal states, that you can go and buy like that high dose of an edible, so it works out. Is it one? Would you say it's one of the more like actually like lenient states on weed? I would say, in terms of drug policy, it's actually extremely fair in a lot of ways that you might not expect. Um, weed, yeah, you can as long as you're not being stupid and going on like federal park property and smoking big joints and stuff or drive smoking while you're driving around, they ain't going to mess with you. Um, if you get caught with other quantities of other drugs, um, as long as it's not like a dealing amount, it's never a felony. It's always a misdemeanor and it's set at like a hard fine. Even if like the 50th time you get caught with five Percocets in your pocket, 
you're not going to get a felony for it. There's stuff like that. Like it's a lot fairer to drug users than maybe some states that I've lived in. Even like, have you lived in California? I've never lived in California. I would say that they're pretty damn permissive with the weed too, since they have rack and like, you know, you can, you can just buy it if you're over what, 18 or 21 there. Yeah. I know. I don't know. Well, I don't know if you heard, but recently they just like, they just banned. It's a very weird, some, they've made some weird rules here, but they banned um, flavored. I don't even know if it's just flavored vape juice or just vape juice in general. But they've banned flavored vape juice. So the 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 vape store that I was going to just made it so you have to be like a private member or something, kind of like I guess kind of like a weed. Like I, maybe they're making right. like a weed type dispensary. And so I paid like fifteen dollars for the year. And then another place said we're just it's fine. Like we're just gonna like mix the two. Like we'll have like the the non flavored vape and then like the whatever it is, like the the flavor, and then we'll just mix it for you, and that's fine. So it's like they're still going to sell it. It's just for some reason they just wanted to make the law. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's they, they are coming down on like all kinds of vape stuff everywhere. It seems like it's rough because people get off like smoking regular cigarettes with that and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So what is your I'm assuming you're you're somebody who's for weed. What is your outlook on, I guess, you know, whether or not weed is good or bad? And then also, I'm just curious about weed compared to something like vaping smoking drinking xanax (laughs) (laughs) so my experience was more on the uh, like suboxone methamphetamine level but uh, i will say like in my experience and this is just me and i've got like uh, kind of a very permissive outlook on drug use in general even though i'm clean from everything but weed nowadays like I would put a weed, you know, addiction, if you want to call it that, on the level of a coffee addiction, if you can manage your stuff. Um, like right now, hmm. I do a lot of edibles all day. And, it, you know, the biggest problem is it costs me money, but it also lets me write and work and make money. So it's a trade off. And, you know, that's probably some addict mentality bullshit coming through now, too. But like weed has certainly not hurt me nearly as bad as other substances that I've been you know, addicted to and use frequently in the past. Yeah. So, um. Yeah. So you, so you said like meth or meth, methamphetamine, that is meth, right? Yeah. Methamphetamine. So you've used meth and what else have you, what else have you done? Oh man. Um, I mean, I was swilling codeine in high school. I come from a family. like, yeah, I've got it in my genes. I'll put it like that. Um, then just, I've been using stuff forever. I got a lot of experience with psychedelics, which I still kind of, those aren't really the same. Um, in terms of like addictive stuff, I've tried a little bit of everything. I really got addicted to like Vicodin. And then some shit happened. I moved on to Suboxone and then I couldn't afford Suboxone. So I started using meth, which was a really stupid idea. Uh, I'm sorry for the language, by the way. And then. Uh, no problem. And then, uh, yeah. Did that, you that, uh, did you even cuss? I don't even think. Did you cuss? I think I might have let an F slip. Oh, I thought you said. I thought, I thought you were referring to the stupid. I was like, no, stupid's fine. No, any <laughs> anything's fine. Right on. Right on. I couldn't remember if I heard one on there. I was listening to the Jordan Peterson episode just a minute ago, and I couldn't remember if I heard anything. I just don't want to, you know, step on toes. Shit, shit, fuck cock balls. My <laughs> man. <laughs> Wait, you were listening? Hey, come to on. You guys, you guys have always seen, you've all seen the Will Ferrell old school. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about the Blink-182 song. The shit, <laughs> fuck, cock, no, cock, no. no the scene with Will Ferrell in old, old school where he's like, cock balls, earmuff, <laughs> Anyway, uh, so you said you were listening to Jordan Peterson. Are you talking about Joe on Joe Rogan or? What are you talking uh, about? No, 
like I was listening to your episode about like it was on the podcast about I believe it was one of you said or am I totally on the wrong podcast one of you said that you yeah it was you guys said that you worked with a law firm that talked about him or something or am I totally off no it was yeah no you're right it was the other Jordan wasn't on that one so it was another guy okay my bad it's the podcast is getting kind of confusing now because um I'm adding like clips to it you know people like upload clips onto YouTube I'm uploading them like onto the podcast too, just so we like generate like more basically. <laughs> gotcha. Not even for more, but just because it's like, I want people to like be able to listen to the clips as opposed to like the full hour or two. So I think some people might be confused. Like who, like, who is he talking to now? But um, <laughs> so yeah, Jordan's my co-host and we will have like separate episodes where it's just us. And then we'll have some where it's um, we have guests on like you. Okay. And so- yeah, to the audience and also to you, I'm, very tired i just started a job i'm not used to waking up at like 5 a.m and i am now so i feel like i'm high right now i like literally feel like i'm like in in like a dream state or something <laughs> so if, if i um if you if all lose sudden, track if you all of a sudden start sleeping we'll just make sure to <laughs> wake you up if i just like fall backwards in my chair yeah at the camera so yeah well first of all i wanted to ask you about okay so Compared to you, okay, so yeah, compared to vape, so I'll just let you know up front. I take Xanax for you know anxiety reasons and stuff like that. How bad would you say Xanax is on compared to like, I guess, on a scale of one to ten of drugs? Man, I'm very much uh, like if you can manage your shit, you can manage your shit drug. I would say, from my personal experience. The only drug that I personally like think that I could not like trust myself to be on if I had an endless supply of it. In other words, I would be crazy and do crack pot things on it if I had an endless supply would be meth. Like, I feel like somebody who has an ongoing prescription for pain, for back pain, or like a Xanax prescription for anxiety that can manage their shit, like that doesn't really need to be ranked. Like, meth just scared the shit out of me because it got me where few other drugs did. Like the the second time I used that shit, I was like upset when it was gone and almost crying because I wanted more. What about heroin? Have you done heroin? I never shot it. I bumped it a few times. How is that? Mm, You know, good at the moment, bad long term. Bad long term in terms of like what what were the after effects? There's definitely with, with, with heroin in particular, like at least with me, you can get like rages, like it does kind of the opposite. Instead of improving your mood, it just makes you want to fucking rage and yell. And then like, there's always like the suicide Tuesdays or whatever you want to call them. You just burned out a bunch of your happy chemicals. So then you're out of them. And like, you know, maybe you're just blue or maybe if it's something like speed, you, you crave it really bad. But like, there's always like a, a payoff for what you're doing to your brain. But you only did heroin a couple times times though right you said you bumped it a couple times so just from that a couple times it affected you like kind of like long term well i mean i was an opioid addict i was addicted to pain pills and kind of bumping it because i couldn't get pain pills which is a path a lot of people go down um and that so it was kind of you know at some level with those things it's kind of six of one half dozen of the other um a lot of people who do overdose and hurt themselves on those kind of drugs tend to do it because they take like a percocet or something with acetaminophen in it and it just bakes their liver but you know it's all kind of a wash. It was, that was all just during my period of general opioid addiction, I would say. Okay. And was the opioid addiction from like um, back pain or some kind of pain or anxiety or what was it? What was it for? Oh man. No, I was just a bad kid in high school and, you know, took pills that were in people's cabinets and liked them and kept doing it. So you're one of the, you're one of those guys who doesn't really have a reason. Like you don't have an excuse. You're not like, Oh, I'm, 
I'm fucked up. Like I have to, I have to take this shit to survive. <laughs> I'm, I'm a maintenance user, but like a high end maintenance user. Like I don't necessarily like being fucked up. I like to just be able to focus on what I'm doing, but unfortunately I can't be trusted with shit. And even with edibles, like I'll just keep popping them. So I got to really pay attention. So like with harder drugs that are more addictive, I just can't have them. I can't have them in the house or anything. Yeah. Well, no, no. Yeah. 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 I'm just messing around. Like now you're obviously, it seems like now you're doing a good job, but I was just messing around about before, but I mean, I know a lot of people will like blame things on like people like, like, well, no, no, no. I'm not even, I'm not, I'm not even referring to you. I was just making a joke, but like homeless people, and I don't even agree with this. I don't agree with the sentiment, but it's like, they'll be like, Oh, they're homeless because they're drug addicts and they chose to be on drugs. And, but like people don't realize, Oh, like there's probably a reason why they're on the drugs in the first place. Um, I think I think honestly there are gateway drugs. Like I I don't think that's a infallible or a fallible term. I think that well no there for sure are gateway I, drugs. Yeah, I think weed and stuff like that is is irrelevant. Um, that's like alcohol. Alcohol is a hundred times worse than marijuana. But I mean you're putting basically poison in your body. But um, there are drugs, especially methamphetamines, and uh, of course heroin. Uh, some LSDs. I wouldn't. I wouldn't really classify Molly as a. Maybe it could be a gateway drug because then you get into cocaine, and then you get into. So there, there is some part of Molly uh, that could be highly addictive. I just, I don't know. I've everyone I've ever known that's done it is not really addicted to Molly. It's just kind of like a fun thing to do every like couple months on a weekend. Um, but yeah, there's definitely gateway drugs and I would say meth is probably the, the heaviest one. I've never done it, so I have no idea, but I'm assuming. It's like, at least to me, like it, you know, I, I, I was trying to be smart about it and like, I would parachute tiny little bits and microdose it and it felt similar to Adderall, except it fucking hits a lot harder and you have as much as you want. So if you've done an Adderall, you got an idea. Yeah. Have you done, have you done, um, any serious drugs Jordan I don't even I don't even know if I know I have a feeling like you may have and I don't even know about it like Molly or something I am not or do you not want to talk about it I don't want to talk about that but uh no it's fine I I haven't done serious drugs we'll just put it that way Uh, Jordan Jordan's in a 10-year um sobriety as of today he he's uh he he was he was in the he, he just got his like a token or whatever no not, not <laughs> no, I'm just but, no but seriously like i've done a couple things once or twice in my life nothing like math or anything like that um sh- mu- like mushrooms and stuff like that like i don't really see it as being horrible mm-hmm. um and it's probably going to be legalized soon uh i've done that before in my life but you know there is a reason and, and what really concerns me this is something we should probably talk about at some point is um you know uh how they're how they're cutting it right with uh what, what do you call it federal fentanyl um that that is something we should probably spend a lot of time talking about but for me no i'm not a big drug user i'd prefer a good beer and maybe smoke every once in a while but yeah jordan's drug of choice is alcohol is it is a cold IPA? Probably. I mean, you know, most of my <laughs> my customer meetings and everything involves having a cocktail. But um, 
Yeah, I would say, and that kind of, that is kind of funny because you're like categorizing where alcohol could literally kill you eat quickly. Um, you can overdose on that, you know, and have alcohol poisoning immediately if you wanted to tonight. Um, you know, I think there's some drugs that are less addictive. I think alcohol is very addictive. I think coffee, like you said, Evan is, is very addictive. Um, you know, cocaine, caffeine, all the eans, uh, are definitely highly addictive. I never got into Coke just cause I've seen friends of mine blow a ton of money and, uh, I can't have 45 coffees at once. I, my heart, <laughs> my heart would explode. Um, so I, st- I stared away from it, but you know, I've done a couple things in my life, but nothing like meth or LSD or heroin or anything like that I, I just it just seems like it affects your body really horribly you know what i mean just in terms of uh teeth and stuff like that so i don't know yeah dude living that life right now yeah so what did what did jordan just disappeared um <laughs> so what did heroin i didn't know that you that you you know did this many drugs and i've actually kind of wanted to get some like a you know someone who's done drugs on the podcast so hopefully yeah. we can talk about that too um yeah dude i'm gonna so yeah, yeah what is what is so what does the heroin make you feel like if you could actually go through maybe you know the the main hardcore ones i guess hair we'll start with heroin i've always kind of wondered what does it make you feel like like sure yeah man um so so heroin and all opioids for me so this is this kind of gets into your drug philosophy in a way um there are a lot of people i would say a lot of drug addicts who you know if they're listening to the show or just in general are not using to get fucked up. They're using to kind of fill a hole inside of them um, because they can't focus or they can't maybe connect with people the way they think they're supposed to or this or that. So you take this pill and then all of a sudden, holy shit, you can fucking, you can look people in the eyes and talk to them. Um, You can, you can hold a conversation and be okay. And like all through my twenties, man, it was hard for me to do that. And these drugs chemically enable that. And then like, so with, 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 to answer your question with opioids in particular, that is something where, it, you know, if you're like me and you're prone to being addicted to them, they make you feel like you're having an awesome day, no matter what. Uh, you take it and all your worries are done. You can sit here and chill and focus on your video game or do whatever and be fine. You take too much of them and it feels really good. You start nodding out and you end up with cigarette burns in your shirt and shit. But like for quote unquote functional users, it's all about those warm and fuzzy feelings. It's like being wrapped up in a warm blanket. So it's like I you, I could probably say it's like xanax but like times 10 or something i mean like we were just super calm and like chill basically yeah dude that that's it's i would say that like xanax never really hit me but i would say that for people that xanax hit it's a very similar effect like it's never hit you at all or it just makes me feel like i'm drunk and i don't really like drinking so that's that's what's weird is i've so when i first got into xanax i I didn't really want to but i got in i I I have it prescribed mm-hmm. and um, it's, it was for anxiety. And I was like, I was kind of even scared to take any pills for anxiety, you know, but then once I took it, um, I didn't realize that it was like alcohol. It's supposed to be like a, you know, benzos and alcohol are similar, but I definitely don't get like a drunk feeling from it at all. Um, and that's what I like about it. The th- I like being drunk, but it's like, I, it has to be the right setting kind of thing to be drunk. Like I, I would never want to like, go about my day drunk but with xanax i can just take xanax and, and i don't take a lot but 
if I take a Xanax, like I can go about my day and be fine. No one would ever even notice. If anything, I'm just kind of like tired or something. But yeah, um, I guess it's supposed to be similar to alcohol, but in a way it's, in my opinion, it's better than alcohol. Not only because it doesn't, because you don't get like crazy drunk, but it's like, I don't think it's as bad for you. Like I know there's an addictive element. Like I know like Jordan Peterson got addicted to do it and that was bad, but um, like alcohol physically, I think ruins you. I don't know if, I don't think Xanax physically ruins you, at least not that bad. If it does, it's, I could be wrong about that. I should know that, but <laughs> I, mean, right? I don't think it's like a physical thing. I think it would be more of like, um, I think, I think anything, as long as you manage it, like if it's prescribed, but by the way, if it's prescribed does not mean it's okay. Uh, I know, because, I know. <clears throat> because in 2022, uh, in March, there were 110 Americans died, uh, from overdose, overdose deaths. I think specifically around opioids. And so, I mean, that opioids hit us and then, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, why am I blanking? The, uh, sleep drug that kills everybody. And no fentanyl fentanyl was the next big thing. Opioids is like a pandemic. It really is. I mean, and it starts because I could go to my doctor right now and say, I need opioids prescribed to me because my shoulder is killing me and I need it. And they'll prescribe it typically. And then you get addicted to it. Then you try and find it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Then you call your doctor and he's like, I gave you enough for the entire month. So back to my point, as long as it's manageable and it, like with anything, with alcohol, with anything, if you take it, I'm not saying you should do meth and take it smart. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying with anything, if you overdo it, whether it's sugar or fats or, you know, coffee, if you t- drink six coffees a day, there's something wrong with you. And so you kind of have, if you can manage something, especially if it's prescribed, the problem is, is there's such an epidemic and there's such a reliance on these drugs to fix yourself that you're not actually working on the problem. Let's say my shoulder was hurting. And I went and got prescribed opioids for it, but which, by the way, my roommate from years ago, uh, he almost OD'd on it. And I, I had to save him. I called 911 and he was down to skeleton bones, basically. It was the scariest thing ever. But let's say I have a shoulder <clears throat> injury. Go to the doctor. They do x-rays or whatever. They're like, okay, yeah, you have a torn, whatever. And they give me opioids. It's not up to the doctor to make sure I don't take two or three instead of one, right? And so you start, in my opinion, I've never been addicted to drugs, but, you know, I I think you start going, well, maybe what if I take two? I feel really good. I kind of want another one, like with a beer or whatever, right? And I think that's the biggest problem is it's unregulated. And you don't want government stepping in and being like, well, here's how everything's going to go. Like everyone hates that. But you kind of need regulation with drugs, especially if you're making them legal. And it doesn't matter if it was prescribed to you from a pharmaceutical company and a doctor does not mean it's not going to F you up. Right. <clears throat> so that's kind of what I'm getting at. And then it was that was shocking. One hundred and ten thousand. I'm reading this right here uh, on NPR. The CDC now says <clears throat> overdose deaths appear to have peaked in March of this year. But at a really deadly level, 110,000 Americans dying from drugs. Oh, sorry, not just opioids, from drugs in a single 12 month period. 
Yeah, man. That's a lot of people. Yeah. So like when you were on, when you were, what was life like back? So how long, so how long have you been sober? Um, I've been using cannabis to say sober, you know, some people call that sobriety, some not for like three years now. Um, I'm past the point of cravings and stuff. I always say there's not much danger of me going back, but I also make it a point not to give myself access to things that might get me in trouble. How, how do you, how do you do that? Do you just not call back a drug dealer or, or like delete them from your phone or like, well, how do you distance yourself from that? Because like, for example, alcohol, I could like go on saucy.com and app and have alcohol here in like 20 minutes. Like, how do you separate yourself from that? That's why I really respect like alcoholics who get clean and smokers who stop and stuff because of that level of access. In my case, like I really circumstances, I won't say they worked out. It's a whole long story, but I ended up moving across the country to get away from it. Um, I lived in the Midwest at the time um, over the the actual Midwest. And I live in Oklahoma. Uh, at the time, what had happened was COVID had made it really difficult to get drugs, the border crossing, blah, 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 you know, you couldn't do it. And it was like, there was like a three month period where you could not find any meth. And I, dude, I was hard in it. Like I was, I was playing World of Warcraft for four days straight. Like it was scary. I'd be dead right now. Um, so I couldn't get it. And I laid in bed and sweated it out, laid in bed and sweated it out. And finally I was like, man, I feel good. I might as well stop this shit. And I went to Illinois and I bought some weed and that worked out pretty well. So I told my wife, Hey, let's go to a place with a safe weed program. And off we moved. That's awesome. And I, I grew up in Chicago. Um, awesome. Suburbs of Chicago West. Um, so how'd your wife deal with all of it? Like, was she supportive? Like how long have you guys been married and kind of how, how'd she deal with it? So she's been super supportive. She's seen me at like a period that was like beyond my absolute worst, I would say. Um, and it's still there. She was cool with the move. Um, she's even now, you know, three years later, you start to miss family and stuff. And it's like, it's, it's a crime to go back and see them because the medication that I use is illegal over there. So like, you know, she's dealing with that aspect of it really well. And has been like a huge source of support. Uh, to answer your other question, we've been together since my, my, sorry, my, my, my freshman year of college and I'm old as hell. So it's, fucking what like 25 26 years does she use it all or is she clean she she just uh she i'm gonna, I'm gonna see how much i want to talk about this she occasionally but, uses medical cannabis that's fun but okay. throughout all the so, shit she stayed clean that's no, how I, was just, I was just wondering like i mean because cannabis is cannabis it's here in los angeles it's like going to a bar um <laughs> but i'm saying in terms of like the other stuff so did she see you through withdrawals and stuff like that? Like, what was that like? Oh, so many times, dude. I don't even know how she dealt with it because on opioids and stuff, there'd be times there'd be no pills and I'd just be on the couch for a week and she'd be going to work and like, I'm supposed to be freelancing, but I'm just, I can't do anything. I can barely watch the damn kids. Like I was a piece of shit, dude. Uh, so like, it's cool now. I'm like, it's kind of my goal in life due to that to give all these people in the house, like the best possible life now, because I really fucked them around for many years with my selfish drug shit. Do we know the... I'm always kind of curious on the laws in California, Jordan, do you know them or do you know them, Evan? Um, in terms of like, can you just like smoke weed outside a bar? Can you just literally like smoke it anywhere? Yeah. Well, at least, at least in Venice or Santa Monica. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All the time. Cause it's, I mean, yeah, it's been so I, I, long. I, I don't know what the laws are on it, but cops will never stop you for it. Uh, unless yeah. Manhattan beach. Cause smoking in general is not allowed vaping, nothing. So they'll give you a ticket for it um, in terms of any sort of punishment or arrestment for arresting for uh, 
smoking cannabis? No, absolutely not. The, the only thing they would cite you for is the fact that you're smoking in a place that you're not supposed to be smoking at, right? right. But if you popped an edible in front of a cop, you'd be like, cool, have a great night. <laughs> like, just don't be drunk in public or, you know, intoxicated in public and you're good to go. Right. That's part of the reason why edibles are so good, right? Is because you can just pop them and nobody, nobody even knows. That's like one issue that I always had with weed was, I mean, I probably, I guess, would have smoked more of it, but just like having to like roll a joint or like do the bong thing. I, I never really like kind of figured out how to do it. Plus with my anxiety, <laughs> I kind of feel like it almost adds to the anxiety. Like I get like maybe too much inside my head and, but yeah, so in terms of um, in Oklahoma, well, first of all, so you were, did you grow up in, was it Chicago area, Illinois, or where in Illinois? Oh, I grew up in, as I said, I grew up in the Indiana area, really small town, Indiana, uh, close-ish to like, I'm trying to think of the name of the town where I went to buy weed. Uh, I moved out from like Indianapolis area. But Okay, and then, and then you guys moved to Illinois. Uh, we well, or, we went to Illinois to basically buy weed and smoke it there. And then, you know, we decided that was cool. So we came to Oklahoma. Like we didn't want to run afoul of the cops smoking the house up, especially with everything. So yeah. I think I think Chicago is recreational at this point. Yeah. Illinois yeah. is full rec. Yeah, full rec. So I mean, like it's not as saturated as LA. I, I was listening to the radio the other day and they were saying that uh it's so competitive in Los Angeles and California in general, uh, to open a cannabis store because there's a million. I mean, oh, yeah. you just drive it's like a bar right you just drive down the street and you see med men or you see like whatever every six blocks right there's at least one and you know so it's such a luc. it was such a lucrative industry it's highly saturated now but it's actually the most competitive which drives down costs for californians where if you go to chicago which who recently is over the past couple of years as far as i remember uh legalized recreational uh marijuana and there it's like only certain districts they're like you know you start passing laws and they start saying okay you'd be closer to a school just like a bar or just like a liquor store you can be closer and closer to a school here's the limit though right, right. we don't want kids seeing this front hand so I understand that. But in Los Angeles, it is a free for all. Like, it, I mean, I, I've gone outside at a bar, hung out with buddies, and I look next to me and there's a dude smoking a joint all the time. And then a cop walks <laughs> by and nothing happens. So it's kind of irrelevant at this point. It's basically like prohibition was. And then when it ended, it was like the cops were like, I don't care. Right. So. Yeah, and they're not going to stop you and go, what else do you have on you? They just pretty much figure you just smoke weed, right? That's everything I've seen over here in Los Angeles. So anyways, my guy, didn't mean to interrupt you. That's I, awesome. no, dude. I think in terms of the law, I think the only law that I can think of here is um, like basically you just have to buy from a dispensary. Like you can't buy from a liquor store or whatever, right? It just has can, to be a dispensary. Or you can grow your own. Right. Oh, so it actually is legal to grow your own. I think it's like a certain amount too, right? Like they don't. Yeah, want to it's like ninety nine plants, but like who, like who in Los Angeles has room for ninety nine plants? I mean, <laughs> some 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 people do. Some people do. Snoop, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg definitely has room oh, for ninety nine okay. plants. 
So Oklahoma. So is that what is Oklahoma considered? Is it the Midwest or central? Um, or I, I think it's the South, but I don't know. I think it's like the mid. I, I don't know exactly how you qualify it. It's technically more Midwest than Indiana is. It's Midwest. Yeah, it's Midwest. So, so is it pretty much the same laws there? Um, do you have to buy from a dispensary or where do you buy yours? So it's medical only, but it's kind of like a recreational system in disguise. Uh, you get your card and it costs like 200 bucks. And then once you do that, you can go to, it's kind of like what Jordan said. The, the, there are so many dispensaries here. There are literally like five times as many dispensaries as Starbucks in my town. Um, so you get your card and then you can go and buy extremely cheap, powerful weed. Like it's, you know, 50 bucks an ounce for some stuff that would have blown my mind back in Indiana. Um, we are voting in March on a recreational system that would then give everybody access to weed. The problem is when it becomes access to everyone is it becomes highly taxed. Right. So it like alcohol, right? Like it's highly taxed, like gasoline, right? So when it's, when it's medical marijuana, it's for a cause. It's like you're going to CVS to get your prescription, blah, blah, blah. Once it becomes recreational, it, 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 the sky's the limit, right? They can tax it however they want to. And Cal that's what's interesting in California is because it's actually so low, um, probably not close, but somewhat close to what it's like in Oklahoma or Indiana uh, for medical marijuana. It's not taxed that high. And I think the only reason for California is because it's so competitive. There's right. so many of them that they get insane amount of revenue that they keep the taxes low. Um, in a new state, quote unquote, new state for uh, uh, recreational marijuana, I, I expect it to be incredibly high. And so that's that's just my thoughts. You're, you're dead on. Yeah. So. Um, so, yeah, going back to the. The drug stuff. Um, yeah. oh, so now so now you are you're totally sober besides weed. Mm. Like you don't drink or anything, right? No, just weed and coffee. Okay. And so back then, um, or even now, what do you what do you do for a job now? Or also back then? You said you're like a contractor or like a freelance? Yeah, I did freelance writing for a lot of years and I had some pretty good clients that I would work for and write some blogs for. Uh recently I've started looking for some marketing stuff and I also I, I do freelance on the side. I the the broad answer is I'm a writer. Okay. And you're doing now you're doing the the horror um coloring book, right? Oh yeah. Would tell that be considered, about, that tell be us about that. Writing? Is that considered writing or is that more like just like graphic design kind of? Oh, there's a little bit of call, both columns. Uh, Jordan, to answer your question, basically, I, uh, man, to be completely blunt with you dudes, I'm having a rough time here. We got some stuff going on and I'm trying to just find anything to stay sane. And I've always liked doodling like little shapes. So I started doodling. I got isometric graph paper and I started drawing these big complex like structure things. And I was like, oh, this is pretty fun. Let's start coloring these. And I did. And that was fun. And somebody suggested I make a coloring book. And because I'm weird and really, really, really into horror movies, I thought, okay, well, we'll make a coloring book and make it kind of like House of Leaves where it's meta horror. And I started doing that. And the, like, I was just doing it for fun. And then the early pages I made sort of actually came out really good. So I'm doing like a full like 40 page book of it. So what's the demographic for it? People who like to color, people who have a really uh, dark sense of humor, people who are into, you know, horror movies and into reading horror and are kind of into dark things. And I guess people who are into expressing their anger and disappointment in kind of hyperbolic ways. I like it. 
So is that is so I'm ge- guessing it's not geared towards children. No, sir. <laughs> it's not a children a children's horror. A children's horror book. book. That'd it's be awesome. Geared towards adults. That's your that's your next project. <laughs> child horror book. <laughs> so what horror movies are you into? I recently there there are two recently that I three that I watched that really blew my mind. Uh, Smile I thought was great. Uh, Barbarian I thought was awesome. I've been following Zach Cragger for a minute, and that dude like he wrote a hell of a horror movie there. And then uh, Skinamarink that just came out on Shutter. It actually one of my inspirations for this book I'm doing. I thought that was like probably the best horror movie I've seen in two three years. I think my girlfriend just told me about that. It's like from Canada indie indie horror from Canada, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. It like. The trailer makes it look like it's just kind of like scenes, like, you know, yes. like scary scenes in a house or something. It's yeah. one of those movies where like, oh, I didn't mean to step on you. Oh, no, no, no. It's like it it tells the story in a really weird way, but it's a super straightforward story. It's actually kind of like House of Leaves, like the walls change in the house and these kids are trapped. It's super cool. I've actually never seen House of Weeds. When you said it was a meta horror movie, what do you mean by that? It's almost kind of like comedy so like- horror. House of Leaves is a it's a book it was like one of the first internet meme horror things and it's because it did a lot of weird stuff like it has lining notes but the lining notes are part of the story and they speak directly to you and uh, the book tells like three stories at once but the core story is about this family that finds a room in their house that shouldn't exist and physically can't exist and the horrors they experience exploring it Um, it's a really like super influential if you're into you know horror fiction and stuff. It's one of those books, and it's got a lot of elements that people rip off all the time. And now I'm the next one. I'm wondering, but it's what, a book. What is that turning, movie? Turning what is movie. the movie where the house like shifts? Cabin in the cabin, cabin in the woods. Cabin in the woods. Yeah. I just recently saw that for the first time, and it's cheesy as hell. But it's cheesy. It's kind of old, right now. Yeah, is it ten or twenty is. years? Fifteen years old now? But it oh, it just God. came. It came. Uh, it was like outdated. But I was hoping that when I asked, whenever I ask anybody what movie horror movies are you going to do, I'm hoping they'll say Midsummer, Hereditary, oh, yeah. and The Witch. Like the, the fucking, the three best horror movies, in my opinion, right? Hereditary. So, yeah, dude, that one put dread in me in a way that few movies have. Yeah. And what's funny is to have you seen any of those, Jordan? Uh, well, same again. Hereditary, Midsummer, or The Witch. No, nope, I'm not. But now anything, I'm going to. Anything from either one of those guys, Ari Aster and um, Zach. I'm forgetting. I always forget the other guy's name. Ari Aster and yeah, The Witch, The Lighthouse, um, and then the last one he did. Why am I forgetting the name of that? The The Northman. Robert Eggers. Zach. Robert Eggers. You got it. I almost said Zach Eggers. I think. Um, yeah. So I love I love anything A24, and I love. Any horror that's like legit, like kind of, you know, like um, I don't even know how to like explain it, but like kind of like legit, well done. Barbarian, I thought Barbarian was cool, and I think what saved Barbarian was the whole part with Justin Long, how when he came into it, because I thought it was just gonna be a typical, you know, like whatever happens is kind of like what you expect to happen, and then there was that twist, which I didn't even know. So I saw the the trailer to the Justin Long. It was like new movie from Justin Long or whatever, but I didn't say that it was Barbarian. So I didn't know that those two were like linked. And my girlfriend's related to horror movies. So when she was watching Barbarian and that part popped up, I'm like, oh, this is kind of making things more interesting. But um, yeah, and then also with Midsummer, everyone says how scary it is. It didn't actually really scare me that much. 
um, for whatever reason, movies like that, I don't know, don't scare me. I'm trying to think of the last movie that did scare me a lot. Um, it would probably have to be, oh, you know what got to me? And this was also probably the best horror of, of last year, in my opinion, was um, Dahmer. Did you watch the, the TV series Dahmer? No, I did not. But I will now that you've recommended it because you've said some other good stuff. I definitely recommend Dahmer. Best TV show I'm, or best horror TV show. Who's the, who's the actor in that again? Um, I'm forgetting his name. Oh, the guy from super, super popular. I forget his name. The guy from American Horror Story. Um, I'm forgetting his name. I'll get it. If you look up that, <laughs> we we yeah. should be doing this. But uh, Evan's <laughs> in it. Nah, dude, this so is for me, life. for me, the best horror movies are not slashers. Like. If I want to watch somebody's arm get chopped off, great. Like, I, I just don't care. Like, for me, it's, like you said, Micah, <clears throat> that twist at the end. You're like, the whole fucking time he was dead. Success. Like, kind of, <laughs> you're like, what? You know, it's more like... It's all about the twist, yeah. It's all about the twist. And it's all, like, for me, it's more horror thrillers, right? Like, where it's... Do, 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 the music is going up, and you're like, what's going to happen? You know? It's not ah like you know you see that commercial where they're like run to the cemetery, but we have a perfectly good car right here. They're like, well, then we should go to the shed where the chainsaw massacre guy is. I don't know if you like. I'm sure listeners have heard it, but they like run around and it's just like a saw move. Saw actually was not a a, a slasher. It was that exact. Actually, saw is or the first few ones were like my kind of thrillers right where it's like how do you get out of this why is this happening this way like that if you add an l you have to add an element of that if it's just straight up gore like i you lose my attention and i, and I don't even and i don't even get scared i'm like oh he's gonna run through here and you know chop that dude's arm off with an axe like great cool like i want to know like what was his history? Why did he become that way? Did he have bad parents? <laughs> like, you know, and oh, the father was the one who trained him to be a killer. Oh, and then it comes <laughs> out at the end, right? I don't know. Like, that's that's what interests me. I, I I can't get into the gore stuff, like just the regular thrasher, slasher movies. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think that to a certain extent, like I, I wasn't super into horror movies for a long time, but to a certain extent, I think that it has to have a once again, it's it's hard to define this term, but like a good quality to it, or like a, um, I guess you could say a cinematic, cin cin cinematic quality to it, in my opinion, or like a good twist. It's it's got to be thoughtful. Otherwise, yeah. if it's just like you like you're saying, Jordan, if it's just straight gore, then it's like okay, like this isn't this isn't scary. And then also if it's like realistic, like um, like Dahmer, Dahmer was realistic, and you're like the fact that this guy. I mean, it just, it, I find it really sad that somebody actually is that way. You know what I mean? It's like he was pretty much born that way or, you know, became that way at a young age. And um, yeah, so I'm more into like the realistic stuff. But um, yeah, so where was I going with that? <laughs> um, <laughs> so as far as your coloring book, do, do you, do you maybe eventually? plan to make it into a movie or to to make money off of it or is it just something you're like purely doing for fun 
Oh, it was definitely a commercial aspect to it. I'm just waiting on it to get a little closer to launch before I push that. Um, you can go to cursedcoloringbook.com now and pre-order it. I don't advise that because it's like shipped anywhere in the US. It's $21.50 and that's crazy for a coloring book, even a big one. If you wait until I can get it on Amazon and get it published, then it'll be closer to like 15, 16 bucks. But, you know, there's that aspect of it. Um, it's going to be done by April 24th and I plan on selling it. It's got a strong narrative aspect and we've also got if you go to cursedcoloringbook.com, there's like a trailer. And if you go to that YouTube video, there's another like how-to video there that kind of explains it. And we're going to make, me and my production crew buddies down here are making another how-to video that will explain it further. So it's it's kind of silly to say out loud, but it's definitely like a coloring book with a universe. All right, that's that's badass. And did you kind of, well, you mentioned the, the House of Weeds, but did you do you feel like you kind of came up with your own genre almost or... Or is this like a whole genre kind of? Oh, I'm definitely trying. I think I'm trying some new stuff in terms of coloring books that like talk to you and like, or they, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit, got a very dark sense of humor. There are certainly horror oriented coloring books, but it's like, here's a scary picture. This is more like the words are scary. And then it's got geometric patterns that can kind of be menacing. And like, it tells a story in the background. I try to make it like that. So there are a bunch of concurrent stories running. Um, I'll like maybe email you guys a page or you can go to cursedcoloringbook.com and see one for an example. Uh, it's all in all just kind of a strange project. Yeah. If you can, if you can just send us one for being on our podcast, that would be great. Evan. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. I'm just, I'm just, just, that's my, that's my goal is to like get like a book or like something from someone who comes on, you know, how like they'll give Joe Rogan like a book or whatever. They'll be mm -hmm. like, here you go. Read this. I'm coming on. No, I'm just messing around. But yeah, what I, what I forgot to say earlier was um, the one that got me, maybe I'm trying to think of what got me the most, but paranormal, paranormal activity really got oh, me and my girlfriend too. Because it's like, I think that the whole suspense of just kind of like waiting while like the camera would like turn or whatever and somebody would come and do it. This, that got me. Skinnamarink is kind of like that. Um, it's not okay. it's like it's not shot from the perspective of security cameras like paranormal activity is and such, but it is it it's uh it's not even really a found footage film, but it it does kind of the same thing. Um there's one kind of famous scene, it's in the trailer where the flashlights moving over the toys that are on the ceiling and they fall. It's got a lot of stuff like that where you have to kind of figure out what's happening. It was very cool. Like I loved it. Yeah. I think I think for me it was Blair Witch Project. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just joking. Like I feel like well, I what's more, funny I, is I feel it like is a, more, it I is feel a like joke, not coming down my nose, but yeah. I feel like paranormal activity did what Blair Witch maybe should have done in terms of found footage. Well, sure, yeah. But I mean Blair Witch, you gotta give it props because it was, I think, one of the first ones, right? Yeah, it was the one that took the whole concept like viral. It was arguably maybe the first viral film. I was like 13, 14 when that came out, and I remember it being a huge deal for a minute. Is that the room? Would you say it was one of the first viral films? Yeah, or, like, like, do you mean like viral independent kind of? Or Yeah, like one of the first films to just gain a huge following like online just from word of mouth because it was so weird and doing something new. Yeah. yeah. yeah Blair, sure. Blair Witch really took off of that. Was 13, 14, was that about the room number? It was third yeah. hotel room, whatever, 13, 14. Yeah, that was that was a good well, I, thought, I thought you were saying you were 13 or 14, right? <laughs> well, I, I was when Blair Witch came out, kind of no, 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 that's what I mean. Did you also mention 13 or 14? Jordan, did you, I think, what's funny is I think I heard that too. Like it was a hotel room movie, and it was, I thought it was called, <laughs> no, I thought it was called 13, 14. It's no, 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 he was saying. Like 
He was saying, I think he was saying he was 13 or 14 when it came out, right? It was yeah. 14, it was 1408 was the name, was the number. Yeah. 1408. <laughs> it actually had Samuel L. Jackson and John Cusick in it. Yeah, it was it was a good movie, a good little horror movie. Sorry. I think you I think you missed what I was trying to say, Jordan. I, I heard you. <laughs> Am I right, Evan? I'm right about this, right? I, I yeah. heard you. I heard you. I just thought you were talking about that movie. <laughs> No, no. I, what's funny is I agree when he said thirteen. Was there also was a movie? Wasn't there like a Jim Carrey movie called Thirteen too? The number thirteen or some twenty. Yeah, yeah, 23. yeah. So when you said thirteen, I was thinking of like the Jim Carrey movie. But um, yeah. So I kind of want to go back to the the drug stuff, which I like. I said I, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm on right now. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah. So, when you were on the drugs, you were you were writing and stuff. Have you have you written anything that we would know about? Um, I used to way back write for some comedy websites, like way way back that were well known, like uh, something awful I was a writer for. Uh, I wrote some okay. short stories, but that that like mm, didn't go so hot. I didn't do the marketing that was required to sell them, so those just kind of languish. Um, I'm hoping that like. The podcast so far that I did has been the biggest thing. And I'm kind of like, I, I, I'm like a double Z list uh, name on the Oklahoma cannabis scene because of it. So certainly nothing big yet. Yeah. But so in terms of your podcast, you were doing it with a friend, right? Yeah, I've done it. Yeah, I did it with a group of friends. Okay. And like, how did that, how did that do? Pretty good. I mean, in terms of the pod, you know, indie podcasting or whatever, amateur podcasting or how, I mean, how well were you guys doing? That one stat says if you got more than whatever listeners, then you're in the top half. And we had, you know, at our top, I think we had around like 40 listeners an app. So maybe nothing great, but it was fun to make. And I learned a lot about the weed scene and got a ton of free weed shit. So it works. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely going to make. So you were back. I've heard of something awful, too. Isn't that kind of like an Internet, an old Internet comedy website or something like yeah, kind of like Internet back. culture type thing? Yeah. Yeah. Way, way back. Yeah. So, so back then you were, you were like freelance writing, you were doing drugs. Um, so can, can you go over some of like the, the more wild uh, drug experiences that you had? Like I mentioned, I want to talk about psychedelic. So either psychedelic, heroin, mm-hmm. meth, maybe. <laughs> cocaine, have you done, you've done cocaine? You've done it all pretty much? Well, I've got, I've done cocaine. My wife's going to get mad at me because that was like the one drug she forbade me from using because she didn't want to see me turn into a drug vampire. And then I used it, but I've got, so this tattoo, uh, there's a fucking typo. It should be feel good. It's feel good hit of the summer. That's in reference to me doing all the drugs in the song. And the last one I had to do was cocaine. So yes, I've done cocaine once just to be able to get this tattoo. Wait, what, what song? Do you know the Queens of the Stone Age song? Uh, Nicotine, Valiant, Vicodin, Marijuana, Ecstasy, Alcohol, Cocaine. It's called I know Queens of the, the Summer. I know Queens of the Stone Age, right? I don't, I'm not like a, I don't listen to the full album. So I, I sure. know just like their, their main ones. But basically he lists every, he lists all the drugs. He lists all these drugs and we, my, me and my friend group did them all. And then to commemorate this, we, you know, tatted our bodies up with this stupid tattoo. So yes, cocaine once. Okay. And just to get, just to get the, the feel good tattoo. Right. Okay. Uh, for some reason, I, I was thinking you were talking about the Eagles or something, like, or like <laughs> Boys of Summer for some reason. I but, um, Eagles, man. <laughs> <laughs>
I agree with you. Um, <laughs> was that a line that was that a line though from from a movie or no? Yeah, from Lebowski. Yeah, that, that's what I was thinking you were referencing. Um. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So all your so first of all, what what is your favorite? What is your favorite drug? Hopefully, this doesn't bring back like good memories of drugs. But what was your favorite drug? Man, a year ago, I couldn't have this conversation. I'm good today. Uh, probably on the all, I would say something opioids, because um, opioids just kind of scratch that itch and make you feel like a human. But I would counter that by saying edible cannabis does 80% of that and doesn't leave me feeling like I'm going to die when I run out. So I'm not exactly missing them. Damn. And I was also going to say before, like when you mentioned, my friend actually said, my friend used to do drugs a long time ago. And then he said he quit and he's like, he feels like he can like get kind of like a similar drug experience by just drinking alcohol, like enough alcohol will make him feel not necessarily the same as heroin, but like, he's like, why, why do drugs when I can just drink a shitload of alcohol? And that horrible. <laughs> well, no, I know. I know this is, this is, I shouldn't even say, I shouldn't even say his name, but, like, yeah, but it sounds horrible. Name. Well, no, 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 like we should name, might, we should name his liver. <laughs> Cole. He might be an alcoholic, but I think he's he likes yeah, going to bars. He likes drinking. <laughs> well, no, no, no. But the point isn't so much that he's an alcoholic. The point is that like he feels like he can replace drugs with alcohol. And similar, like when we were talking about Xanax. I don't know if that's better. What replacing drugs with alcohol? Well, it is better than heroin. Well, he, to get the same high, you yeah. probably have to drink a shit ton of alcohol. Like I know this is his point, and I think that the point is is probably that like alcohol hits the spot for him, and he doesn't need the other drugs. Well, as long as he can scale it back, but again, that goes back to what I was saying. <laughs> it goes back to what I was saying about self control and prescription yeah, yeah. drugs and everything. Like this isn't necessarily like a. I'm not like necessarily naming like a good take. I'm just saying that like. <laughs> <laughs> in my opinion if okay let's just say that like i had a craving for like coke meth heroin whatever and instead of doing that like alcohol just kind of replenished you pounded 12 beers yeah i would say i don't well, care no no i agree with you i think 12 beers well it is it may be better than like heroin or something but <laughs> this is somebody else telling me the story but from my perspective if i can have like three or four beers and that scratches the itch that's the point. Not, but not everyone is like that, dude. Every like No, I know every, not everyone's like that, but for like Evan for instance, like weed I think scratches the itch. So my point was like if you can find something it Tell may not point. be good, but that scratches the itch. Like for me it might be Xanax instead of alcohol. I'm not even trying to say that Xanax is better. In my opinion it probably is on a day-to-day -day, like if I'm taking it to go throughout my day, I don't want to be drunk. But my point was was that if you can find something, if if you're a drug addict and you can find something to replace that drug addict, especially that's just legal, you're probably better off. Hey, really quick question. I'm I'm gonna Joe Biden this and whisper to you. <laughs> Tell your friend about marijuana. It's better <laughs> for his liver. <laughs> well, first of all, you know you know this person, and I almost said his name. I'm not gonna say his name, but anyhow, I guess it is kind of like a bad. No, I think it's a good point because Evan is a perfect example of somebody who quit hard drugs 
with weed and you're right that weed should be the replacement not alcohol but because weed doesn't really f your liver up i mean literally with alcohol you're putting poison in your body dude it's like i literally do jordan i literally do know someone who died of alcohol I like didn't know that. He, well no 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 it's i'm not like shaming you i'm just saying no i know i'm saying i, I didn't know yeah that. i went to high school with someone and it was like bad like to the it was like one of those situations where like I think it just kind of got worse and worse until he died. I, I haven't, I didn't see him towards the end. I just went to high school with him, but I would anyhow, much rather, I would much rather him be on marijuana, like for sure. You know, he's going to be more mellow. He's going to be, you know, his liver is going to be fine. <laughs> um, that's something else I wanted to bring up because it's so funny, the generational difference, like, I talked to my dad about this, right? This is something I want to talk about really quick. I talked to my dad about this. I was sitting in Chicago and I sat down with him. I said, dad, are you now on the weed bag, uh, weed wagon? <laughs> right. I don't mean, are you smoking it? I just mean, do you, <laughs> do you agree with the fact that it's legal? And he's like, absolutely not. It is a horrible drug. I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> Let's ex like explain this to me. Okay, so you and mom have a couple of glasses of gin and tonic a night, my grandma, which, by the way, maybe it works because she's like 95 now or something. Anyway, um, you guys have gin and tonic every night and that you're putting that in your body and blah, 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 blah. They're, re they're retired. They're just loving their life. Um, I said, no judgment, no judgment to that. I said, what about marijuana? They're like, that's illegal. And I'm like, no, it's actually legal. It's just, a, it's just the same. So they go, well, I don't agree with any drug that someone takes that is not prescribed by a doctor. I said, so what about the opioid crisis? And my dad's like, what? Yeah. And I go, and I'm not saying my dad, my dad is a very intelligent man, like incredibly intelligent. It was just the first time I had like a kind of a leg up on my discussion with him. And he's like, heart. he's like, go on, Jordan. You have He's a point like, here. Go on, Jordan. I'm ex-CIA or whatever he was. Um, <laughs> but no, I just I just brought up, you know, hey, it's not as bad for your body. Uh, you can wake up and be at six o'clock in the morning and whatever, and you don't feel shitty. Uh, you're not dehydrated, all the stuff. And he's like, well, yeah, but I still believe that the only drugs that should you should take are prescribed by doctors. And I was like, Again, the opioid crisis, you know, I go, so these people are just popping pills because they're heavily addictive. And it, I kind of saw a turn in his mind uh, when I was talking to him just to be like, you know what? You might be right about that. And it's true you have because, a point. because to your, to what you were saying earlier, Micah, alcohol is not a good crutch to get off of heavy drugs at all yeah but jordan you but jordan you but you drink alcohol and like you might i don't know how much you have but you might have whatever you have and if that whatever you i'm not saying you have to drink 12 fucking beers a night or whatever i'm just saying if you can have like three drinks a night and that like kind of gets rid of your angst or or whatever it is then you should probably deal with your your problems at the core before you should but everyone has their issues and well, what you're saying is everyone has their vice and I don't know. I,
I, I wouldn't steer anybody towards alcohol after being on serious drugs. I, I think the amount of alcohol. No, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't either. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't trying to steer anyone to alcohol. No, 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 I was dude, just saying dude. the story that my friend told me. This is what the podcast is for. It's debating. It's fun. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't. Steer I, think, I think that's for another another podcast, maybe to no, debate this. This, but... this is what it's what it's all about. Um, I wouldn't steer <laughs> anybody towards alcohol if they're getting off heavy drugs because the amount of alcohol you'd probably have to consume. I don't know. I'm not an expert. Is probably a shit ton. Well, let's ask Evan. Evan, what do you think? Do you think alcohol is a good alternative to something like meth, heroin, cocaine, whatever? No. No, because what, <laughs> what ends up happening, man, and I, I, I personally seen this happen. It doesn't happen to me because I, I stay with my alcohol. But, like, you, you know, you end up, A, drinking. When you're drinking, you're not making good decisions anyway. And then you're a step away from, okay, let's do, let's, let's have 12 drinks. I'm good to have one fucking line, man. I can have one line. And then you got that fucking beer, you know, speed buzz going, which there's a reason people get hooked on that shit. And then you're fucked up and then you're hooked on two drugs. And then it was like my one of my good friends died from circumstances like that. He went, you know, he never tried to get clean from the other shit, but he started drinking, too. And then he moved on to Duster and then fentanyl got him. I like I, to that end, I would say. It's to hear interesting. That. Oh, sorry. No, I said sorry to hear that. Oh, I, I appreciate it, man. I, it, you know, it's sad, but that's what he gets for making bad decisions like. It's interesting to me to hear you guys talk about how, like, one of you kind of knows somebody who, like, died of alcoholism and this and that, because, like, where I come from in Indiana, man, like, everybody's got, like, a brother or an uncle or somebody that got, you know, struck down by either pain pills or Chinese fentanyl that came filtered in and, like, totally not, like, a loaded statement at all when I say that. I mean, literally just high-powered fentanyl shipped in from China. It's always weird when I hear that, because for me, like, as I'm as I'm drinking my hard rock um, hard seltzer for five ninety nine from grocery outlet, don't go to Walmart and buy white claw by <laughs> this is kidding. But um, for me, like drinking alcohol, it's never been like a good crutch. It's like, um, I like to drink while I'm doing this because it like loosens me up and I like having conversations and don't get me wrong. I like drinking from time to time and going to the bar, but like if I'm if I have that hole or if I'm bummed out or if I'm even anxious and I start like pounding it, I almost want to say like it makes it worse because it's like especially if you're doing it like by yourself or something, it's just like you're sitting there like in this like fog like by yourself, and then sometimes you can get like angry and stuff, and it's just like it definitely doesn't really help. I mean, it helps with having a few beers is fine, but not like pounded. Well, that's you, Micah. But a lot of people, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's whatever percent of your of the DNA that exists in the world, but a majority of it can get easily addicted to it, right? And I know it's an escape for a lot of people. And and I'm saying I'm not saying your friend is wrong. I, I would prefer them to get off hard drugs and go to alcohol. However, they might need to clean everything up because if they're going to be starting to drink alcohol, they're probably as, as uh, Evan said, going to go back into another drug like cocaine and then get back into, or they're going to whatever. Like I, you know, what's funny is that alcohol with prohibition and all that has never been called a gateway drug, which is very interesting because I would say that that's one of the most possible gateway drugs. Because I can't tell you how many times I've been offered drugs when I had beers outside a bar, right? Like, hey, you want to have some blah, blah, blah? I'm like, no, I'm good. But, like, 
you know, there's certain people that can't like you and I might get great, but a lot of people cannot say no. Right. And it's like, oh yeah, I'll try this. Like there's a really pretty girl that's going with you guys. I'm going to go with too. That sounds awesome. Right. And so I would say weed is, is way less of a gateway drug than alcohol because alcohol, then you need to balance it with cocaine. Then now you're starting to balance chemicals, right? You're trying to get more, uh, awake. Then you're trying to like, you're like, Oh, I'm too sprung up right now. I need to take this. And then I need to take this. And then you have, I mean, what was that SNL with Sherry? Remember Sherry O'Terry? Yeah, dude. On SNL. Yeah. You remember she had that bag of just like pills, right? And she'd like pop, like, <laughs> I didn't take this. Oh, and she had her hair like all crazy. Remember that? that I don't know if you guys remember that skit. What? That was me in the 2010s. <laughs> like that, that reminds me, or that makes me think about like drugs in today's age and back then too, or all time. But, you know, you're trying to balance this with this and then this and this and this. And that, like, as sad as it is with Sherry O'Terry's skit, that is the, uh, you know, epidemic that we're in with, with pills and drugs. Um, Here she is making fun of it. And meanwhile, people are living it, you know. I, I, I think it was because back then it wasn't nearly as prevalent. And now I think it is really bad. Um, but I would say to your friend, try weed. <laughs> Just mellow out, eat a lot of food at night, go to bed early, you know. I, I Okay, well. First of all, you 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 know my friend, and if you want, I can have you ask him about it. He's fine. I mean, he goes to bars a lot. He drinks a lot, but like, I don't know. In my opinion, he's still he personally is still better off. Excuse me, doing what he's doing now than being on. He, I guess he had he has been able to like turn down drugs. But I mean, you're right though about I. Well, I will agree with drugs with cigarettes. Like if I'm, and I still vape but like if i i know when i was drinking not with drugs with drinking if i was drinking at a bar and somebody offers me a cigarette and you're trying to quit i know for a you know fact i'm i'm gonna take that cigarette so i can see how it'd be the same for the others i agree with you jordan i don't think that alcohol is a good alternative however i would say it's a good alternative to fucking heroin or meth if you if you can do that and control that as opposed to the other ones but let's get off of that because i gotta wrap it up here somewhat soon and i want to go over evan's um drug drug stories <laughs> well first of all too one first of all before we go over that once again i'll delay that question that i want to ask you um so as far as weed goes i want to get to the i keep i feel like i keep asking you to how bad or good is a question but like i want to the bottom of how bad or good is it do you feel like it has had any negative effects on you and i the only one that i can really think of not with you but in general with weed is like i know some for some people it may like slow them down or whatever right which could be right. good for some people but i had a friend in high school who, who smoked a lot of weed mm -hmm. and um and this part part of this could have been because he started young but he ended up getting like really out of it it seemed like from the weed but Overall, would you say it's it's a positive thing? Like, is it something that I should recommend to, to someone? Um, I would say that that's like, and I totally don't mean to make a cop-out answer. It's kind of a personal journey. To your point about kids smoking it, man, everything I've heard has said that it's really bad for developing brains. And like, 
I, you know, due to my background and my genetic background, I was definitely fucking hotbox in my basement all through high school and definitely already predisposed to mental illness and addiction. So I definitely messed myself up. So my first thing would be if you're under like 21 or so, you know, it's out there, it's everywhere, but keep that shit to a minimum because you can fuck your head up with it. Um, to the other end of that, I would say that weed can be a wonderful tool for the right people, but there are downsides. Um, it, in my boat, like I use it to basically, long and short, I use it to make my ADHD manageable. It's just like you said, to slow down. Um, I take it to keep all these thoughts that are spinning in my head like a toilet from hell just going and going and going, and it lets me focus. So for me, it's wonderful. But it's expensive as hell, dude. I spend like 30, 40 bucks a day on this shit. Like I, I make good money and I'm still broke a lot of the time because of weed. So like it's always a trade-off. Um, weed is also, I suspect, kept, I've I've been trying to save money to get my teeth fixed. And weed is a broad sp spectrum antibiotic. I suspect that has been keeping me healthy and safe because many people in my position would already be dead of an infection. Um, so personally, Damn. it saved it's my actually life. Like, it's actually saved your life. I didn't know about the antibiotic thing. Yeah, dude. And like, I also take, you know, amoxicillin and stuff when it gets bad, but yeah. So like for me, yeah. And I would say if you come to the Oklahoma cannabis scene right now or any medical scene, you're going to meet a lot of people who are like high functioning and high performing and who have gotten off alcohol or hard drugs, like pain pills with weed. So like, I'm super biased. Like a lot of my friends here are people who have done exactly that. Um, I know people who have basically nursed themselves out of the fucking mental institution with weed and become super productive, high functioning people with it. But you can also spend a lot of money on it. Um, there's a certain, there's going to be a period if you get into it, where it's going to become your personality and you're going to annoy the fuck out of everybody who doesn't give a shit about your weed habit. I did it. I had a podcast about the shit. Like there are, there are downsides, but like, if you're on a path where you're going to die, you might as well be an annoying pothead is kind of my thought. Yeah. I mean, the biggest, the biggest question is just like, what the fuck are you? And it's like, I can tell that you're, and it's like, I'm not, I'm not saying this to like be mean or anything, but I can tell like you move your, what? I said, no offense taken. You're fine, man. Oh yeah. Like you, like you, you know, you move around a lot and it's like, I'm the same way, like with anxiety and stuff, like thoughts are racing in your head. And it's like, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. You know, that was my main issue when I first had like serious anxiety, OCD, and I was like worrying about shit. It's like, it seemed like there was really no answer, but it's like, I mean, the answer would be therapy, like Jordan says, but, but like that, can take a long time therapy can take three years of you're talking about money too you know expensive therapy so there's not a whole lot of like realistic answers you know people go to cigarettes people go to alcohol people go to xanax some people go to weed and it's like the way i look at it is whatever helps you out man like whatever you know you can function off of evan as long as it's not killing you which weed doesn't you know they say that weed's never killed anybody right do, do you think that's true weed's never killed yeah, anyone? I would say it's made plenty of people puke their lungs up and maybe made bad decisions to kill them, but it ain't ever killed. It hasn't ever killed anybody. Now you're absolutely right, Jordan. No, no one's ever yeah. from marijuana. Like, I mean, you can kill yourself from alcohol easily. Um, yeah, you drink a bottle of Jack and you're in the hospital getting your stomach pumped. But no, marijuana has not. As, as far as I've read, as well, it, like it, 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 it except itself, for Bob Marley, right? The byproducts of it, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Marley, the Bob, the byproducts of it, obviously, as Evan was saying, like if you hit someone or kill someone or you die or whatever, yeah, that's possible, of course, with any intoxicating substance. But when it comes to actually consuming weed, no, like I mean, you could smoke fifty joints and wake <laughs> up the next day, like what did I do? You'll be shaking, but it won't 
stop your heart. No. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, that was like one question that I had when people used to say that was like, well, it probably doesn't kill you because like with cigarettes, it kills you because you're smoking 20 a day or whatever. But with weed, you don't smoke as much, right? Like you, you might have, I don't know how much you would, how much, how many joints you would have or whatever. But if you smoked enough joints, could it technically kill you on the long run if you were smoking like 20 joints a day or whatever? Or no, it's just, there's nothing hazardous about it. It so I, I've actually can reach into my podcast experience for this. We looked into this a little bit. I don't remember the exact numbers. Um, cannabis could kill you if you're gonna do it. If you're if you're gonna if you're gonna die with cannabis, it's gonna be in like a high dosage edible format, and it's gonna be many thousands of milligrams to the point where it's almost impossible that you won't puke some up and thus not die before you get to that point. Um, I would say in the future, like we just keeps getting more intense and potent, like you're seeing crazy stuff like RSO, which helps people like not crazy bad. And it's just going to get more intense. So maybe as that happens, maybe somebody eventually will get sick and die from it. But like, I've got probably in my, my cabinet right now, I got a chocolate bar that is, if not the biggest edible bar anywhere in the US, it's got to be close to it. it's 4200 milligrams, I take one square off at a day, basically. Um, you'd have to eat like three of those. And I just, I don't know how a human being could do that. So what I'm reading. What about, here, what about in terms uh, of long term though? I, I'm wondering like, because isn't the main thing with cigarettes is like the inhaling of the tobacco, right? What if you were like smoking as much weed as you were cigarettes over the long run? Could you get like cancer that way? You know what I mean? Yeah, Just from, well, of course, you, of course, you can get cancer. Of course, you can get cancer from it. Well, that's uh, what I'm saying from marijuana. But, but if you're eating edibles, so. The biggest, what I'm reading here is that the biggest uh, overdoses that have been, ha have happened, which, and I, and I quote from medical news today, it can impair judgment and motor skills. So it can cause deaths. Um, and I, from GoodRx, they're saying that uh, it is extremely rare to die from a, a cannabis overdose, extremely rare. Um, but yeah, I mean, like if you're smoking it, if you're the, the biggest problem is eating it, right. Cause you, you wait and you're like, I don't feel anything. And you see, so you eat some more and more and more and more, and then you're just gone. But that doesn't mean that you're dead. You wake up in the morning, like, unless you have like a failing heart or some other condition that can cause that. But, you know, if it fucks with your blood pressure or your heart rate or whatever, yes. But it's it's it, it, what it says from Good R, Good RX, uh, an overdose is rarely fatal. Edibles tend to cause the more overdoses because of the lagging effects. So, yeah, I would say. Yeah, but can, I, you, I, can I, you get can you get cancer from smoking? You can get cancer from eating chocolate. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I'm not saying it's the same. I'm just saying, of course, you get cancer from it. Well, then that's saying that it can kill you. It can give you cancer. Yeah, but the if deaths you haven't are, smoked enough of it. The deaths are like this. Alcohol is like this. Well, we earlier said the deaths are zero, but if if it's giving people cancer, then it's not zero, right? That's fine. Right. So again, the deaths right? of alcohol are this. The deaths of marijuana are like this. Well, it's, that's my that's that's my question though is for evan is can it give you cancer in the long run if you smoke it smoke enough of it i know most people probably don't 
I, I'm with Jordan. I would say very presumably yes. Like I, I would, I would worry about that with the amount I smoke cigarettes anyway. If I did, but like that's, I think edibles keep me safe from that. I, I would not yeah, see how combusting true. something would not contribute to lung cancer over time, though. Like if you're, especially if you have like a genetic familiar or like genetic disposition to it or something like that. So then, technically, it can kill you. Yes, you're also right, Jordan. McDonald's can also give you cancer, and so can chocolate, but. But anyways, it's besides the point. I think the point is, is that it's, I don't know. I might be able to have an argument on that with, because people, people, you know, count the long-term smoking of cigarettes that kills people and maybe weed will kill you in the long run. Well, how about, how about comparing edibles to well, edibles, edibles alcohol. Are the alcohol. There's no, ar- there's no argument there. There's no argument there for me. I mean, yeah. Yeah, alcohol. I, I mean, honestly, I don't. It, I I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess I would say edibles, but but anyway. So let's let's get to the let's get to the drug stories, and then yeah. and if you want, you can do like the psychedelic one, I, whatever one you feel comfortable telling. I don't want you to like tell any drug story that you don't want to tell, but whatever story. All right. So do you have any cool, cool? I guess good or bad drug stories, fun or not so fun. Um, there, you know, I can tell one pretty funny one and one that is kind of uh, not fun at all and representative of health horrifying methods. Um, fun one was psychedelics. And it's also kind of interesting. I actually got two on that front. One's mine. One is one is a friend's. Um, so I had some friends who were doing a bunch of DMT. And uh, I'll just give you the real 30,000 foot view of this. Uh, one friend claims that he, in a, in a very intense DMT session, spoke to the machine elves, which explained the rules of cricket to him in a highly accurate, concise manner. So this dude came into this DMT trip, he claims, and I, you know, whatever, this is all some friend of a friend bullshit, but I know this dude for what it's worth. He claims he came into this DMT trip not knowing shit about cricket and came out having a fairly firm understanding of the rules, which if true is kind of mind blowing, but I, I, who knows, who knows? Very, very, very mind blowing. Yeah, very, um, very, very cool. Yeah. And like, that's, you know, and you read, I, I actually, it was interesting to me because I read somebody give a similar account on Reddit and they said they had the rules of American football explained to them and they live in Europe and don't give a shit about American football. And it kind of like, Whoa, dude. Cause it cemented what this dude told me many years ago on my end. Um, I, I took some mushrooms and then I thought that I was done with the trip because I just I felt pretty normal and I had to get from my place in one city to the place I was going in another city. Yeah, whatever. And uh, I started driving and I noticed that the trees had purple streaks running through them. And then they start speaking to me in my car stereo and literally say, hey, man, it's not over. You need to pull the fuck over right now, bro. And I listened and I sat there and tripped my balls off off by the side of the road, fucking realizing I was an idiot. I thought it was dumb, but it wasn't. A new wave came in. And I sat there for about three hours, just waiting on, just watching my car stereo blink and shit. And yeah, that was that. Wait, so what happened though? Like you pulled over and then. So I it's, I was driving through a heavily wooded area. I just pulled into a state forest and sat there. Cause like, I thought like psychedelics come in waves. And sometimes though, I'm, I don't mean to like, like over explain to you if you know this shit, but sometimes you think it's done and it's not. And uh, in this instance, I lit a cigarette driving down the road and it just totally kicked that shit back in. And I, uh, I heard my car radio literally say to me, it's not over. Pull over, bro. Like it was, it was wild. I've never had anything like that happen. But I mean, did anything happen that like you could have died? 
I, I'm, I shouldn't have been driving once that shit kicked in. I just sat there and tripped balls in my car, you know? Oh, okay. So basically you took, you took the edible, you took the mushrooms and then the car radio told you to pull over. And then the, yeah, I think you said the wave kicked in. I, I don't think I knew what you meant by that. I oh, got you. So like the mushrooms kicked in and you got like super fucking high to the point, like where you couldn't drive. And it was like basically telling you pull over, you can't drive. Right. Cause I thought it was done at that point, but a new, like a new, a new like trip came through. Cause sometimes you think it's over and then it kind of kicks in again. Yeah. Wow. Um, and so have you ever done DMT or as far as psychedelics is just mushrooms? I've done mushrooms. I've done acid. Um, I've done like all like what you're talking about, Jordan's Molly and stuff. I've got dabbled in all that DMT. I smoked once the taste of it really threw me off. I've got issues with certain tastes and, uh, kind of tasted like toenail gunk smells and it fucked me up. And then I thought I got trapped in a wastebasket I was sitting by. So that shit's not for me. Wow. So yeah, when, when we were talking about alcohol, part of the reason why I think also that I haven't gotten addicted or whatever to it is because I don't, I just don't like the taste of it. It's like, I'd much rather just like have like a Coke or whatever, but um, yeah. So in terms of the DMT trip, did, did anything happen? You ended up in a dumpster? Like did. Well, I misspoke. I was sitting by like a laundry basket and it was a plastic thing with like, just like a checker pattern in it, like part plastic, part open. And like part of my arm and my shoulder fused with it and became part of the pattern and it didn't feel real comfortable. And then I kind of forced myself out of it and that was it. I didn't smoke too much of it. Because you didn't like the taste, so it didn't really affect you all that much. Right. I just didn't, I didn't smoke enough of it to let it get me for too long because that taste really put me off. Like it was, I, I hate that shit so much that like my friends were smoking joints with it in there and I'd have to leave the room. Like I couldn't handle it, but I'm weird about some of that stuff. What is it? What does it smell or taste like? What's, what is it? It smells to me like fucking toenail funk, but like times a hundred, mm. like, you know, that synthetic deer piss you can get at places uh, like that only with like just awful funk. I don't like it. Yeah. Well, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to come from, um, what's it called? Um, or it does, it just does come from, um, ayahuasca or whatever. And ayahuasca is technically like what, like it's some sort of like fungus or something, right? Like, or not fungus, but like, it's like, it's, what is it? Is it like a cactus? I was just thinking out loud. Well, I know know it it, it is, it is a cactus. Yeah. Well, doesn't ayahuasca come from like the Amazon though? Like, don't you go to the Amazon to like go smoke it or whatever? Yeah, you're smoking a cactus. <laughs> is there a cactus? Is there a cactus in the Amazon? No, you're drinking. I think you drink it. <laughs> yeah. But is there a cactus in the Amazon? No, that's where cactus stop is actually the border of the Amazon. They <laughs> stop right there. Is it like a jungle cactus type of thing? Because I feel like it's in South America. I would pull it up if I can, but. Let me see. Jordan, try try spelling it. You're gonna you're gonna have a hard time spelling it. Ayahuasca is a hard Oh, I got it almost right. <laughs> uh, isn't it ayahuasca like with an age? It's a vine. Yeah, it's like a cat. It is a cactus technically, but it's a vine. Yeah. Is it? Does it say it's a cactus? Jordan. <laughs> when you look on Wikipedia, does it say cactus? Um uh, look. So um what about what about your what about the meth? What 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 did the I'm very interested in all this stuff. What did the meth do? Okay, this is a this is a good one. And I've actually I've got worse that I'm not gonna get into. So I will just tell you this isn't even the worst one. This is just the one no, I'm wrong. Yeah, don't don't tell me anything you don't obviously want to tell me. I'm saving something for like a book because some of it's real bad. This is this is the worst I'm willing to come out with. So uh I was uh 
this was during actually the period of COVID where it was really hard to get meth. And I fucking, I was pestering my dude. Like I was, I was, I was living in Indianapolis at the time. And I, for those listeners that are familiar, I was going down to Orange Street, the famous Orange Street to buy methamphetamine. And uh, just text. So this is, this is during COVID. So this is like, what, three years ago then? Um, no? It was during very early COVID. So closer to pushing four years now. Wouldn't it be three? Because it was 2020. Three, yeah, right? you're right. You're right. My yeah. bad. My years are off, I'm, but I'm, I'm really bad at that. I don't count them. I'm calling you out on your on your shit. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just messing around. <laughs> you're good, man. It's uh, my my years are off. And please, if you catch any inaccuracies, call me. I'm probably just getting my memory off. So the the I'm going down to Orange Street to get this meth. And uh, fucking my dude. Where's finally- Orange Street? Sorry, oh, is Orange Street in is Orange Street in Gary, Indiana? It's in Indianapolis, but it's kind of like a famously rough street. Like it's okay. a place where you don't go and you don't go after dark and so on. Yeah. Um, like if you're in India, you know what Orange Street is probably. Okay. So like, so I'm going down there. My dude texts me and he's like, okay, I got it. And fucking it's, you know, hallelujah. And like when you're a drug addict and you know, your dude's coming through, it's almost like you get a hit of a thing. You get up, you get active, you get in the shower and uh, I go, you're ready and, uh, to go. Yeah, dude, ready to roll. So about halfway down, <laughs> dude texts me and he's like, Hey, there's a problem. And my heart stops. Cause dude, I haven't, I haven't had a fix in like three, four days. It's getting rough. And uh, fucking, I, 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 I'm like, what, what? And he's like, I got it. Don't worry. But dude, I got it from drops the whole bundle in a puddle. And I was like, okay, well, what is that? And he's like, well, you'll have to see. So I drive down there and I meet him at the, I don't want cops knowing where people convene. Cause like those people got problems. They don't need cops in their lives. But I went to a place where yeah. you do a transaction like that. And uh, fucking, he shows me this stuff, dude. It's not even, it's not even powder. It's not a crystal. It's this gray gel and it's got like flecks of leaves in it. This dude had, his dealer had dropped it. His supplier dropped it in a storm drain. So this was literally like puddle water that was mostly meth. And I got a good discount on it. So I bought a shitload of it and I took that home dude and I fucking did up every single bit of it. And I parachuted it. I wrapped it up in toilet paper and dropped it. Like I'm getting emotional just thinking about what a junkie piece of shit I was, dude. It was rough. Wow. So, so the rough part was just the fact that it was like, it got dropped in a puddle and like you, you did it anyways, basically. Oh, well, yeah. If you saw this shit, I think you would get it. Imagine putting into your body gray sludge with flecks of stuff that maybe it's leaves. Maybe it's something off <laughs> the bottom of a dude's shoe. Maybe it's human shit. You don't know. And you're taking it and you're scraping it up and you got, fuck, it's evaporating. Where's it going to go? Where's it going to go? And you're putting it on the little square toilet paper that you had to go steal from the Freddy's up the street because you ain't got no money. And like you eat it and like that's what you need to feel better. Like it's just it's indicative of the whole meth thing, dude. Meth's horrifying. Like meth is one thing like meth scared me so much. You know, I am legitimately the most qualified case for an ADHD script in the world. And I won't ever, ever go get an Adderall script and shit because because of meth. Just because Adderall is it's like linked to meth or something. It's basically the same thing. Adderall is, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very oversimplifying it, but Adderall is basically like microdose meth. Isn't that crazy that they, that they literally give out Adderall meth to like Adderall or whatever, similar well, I mean, meth to like kids and stuff? Some people can handle it. And like, I, you know, if I'd have grown up in a healthy environment, well, it was provided to me in like titrated doses and shit, and I wasn't buying it from the dealer man and chopping it up and snorting it, like it might've helped me. But, you know, I've got that addict mentality and I've got problems that I chose to fix with drugs when I was younger. And that's the price I pay um, for the people who can get value from it. It's very useful. 
Well, I, I personally know some, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No problem. It's technically, it's technically speed, right? Isn't that what Adderall is? And so speed, yes, speed is meth, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's crazy how it has that like that counter effect on people who are ADHD, right? So for normal people who take it, they'll get like really energized. But for somebody who has ADHD, they'll it'll like my brother takes one. <laughs> So basically, if you if you want to get like a if you want to get like a a meth high, like you could just go get prescribed Adderall, like just go and say you have ADHD or something, and they'll prescribe it to you, and it'll be like not like I'm you know bad to give people ideas, but I mean yeah, and it might even it might even help you, but be cautious because it's definitely there's always a trade off, and like it'll it'll for the wrong personality or the person doing the wrong bit of things, like meth more than in my personal experience more than psychedelics more than opioids and anything can take you to some really weird places and kind of alter your fundamental your personality in fundamental ways like this whole process of like you said i guess it's been like three years has very much been rebuilding my personality back dude like i was i came out of that a fundamentally different person and in many ways a very shitty one and uh it's taken a minute so what 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 would you say the main thing that meth does the way you feel like what would you say just gives you like a shit ton of energy just bouncing around and stuff i mean that's what you get at first and like people get addicted for a reason you don't go crazy immediately it makes you feel good it makes you feel superhuman you know i can hold a conversation with you and then go bang out a report and then i'm gonna clean my house and then i'm gonna go to my kids thing and then man the tire's kind of low i'm gonna deal with that real quick but on the way let's go put some gas in the tank and like that's how it starts but then you know dude by the end of it and this is kind of another horror story like i said i'm staying up four days in a row was my record playing friggin' world of warcraft classic with a bunch of other tweakers that would stay up all for days at a stretch playing wow and like we had pet rats and uh i would imagine them running over my legs and be like hey honey the rat get the rat in the cage and she'd be like you dipshit they're already in the cage like i don't know how this lady's still around because of shit like that but yeah like it it fucks with you that and the sleep deprivation and everything else like and you know it melted my teeth and all that shit dude like it's it's scary yeah but i mean I, I just back to the back to the being prescribed adderall thing like instead of people like trying to go out and like score meth or whatever could you honestly just go to like a psychiatrist and be like hey can you you know i, I need i need some uh, adderall ADHD or whatever i mean you know you probably could I, I i did that when i was younger but i i have adhd but i still ha- i felt like i had to doctor shop so i i, I still kind of played the game um with me, they started me on something called Concerto, which is more of an antidepressant, and it really didn't work for me. And then they put me on Vivance, and then I had a goal of getting on Adderall. So I was like, you know, after a couple months, I was like, I'm not really feeling Vivance the same way. Could I get on Adderall, please? And like, that's how it happened. Um, that said, it, it, you know, I don't, I guess I don't need to go into the whole in-depth story. It helped me up until the point that like I was abusing it and mixing it with oxys and stuff. And then at that point, it's like game over, man. Like I barely remember 15 years of my life because of that shit. So does it like does it almost work as an antidepressant? Because you said you started off with an antidepressant and like kind of worked your way up. And no, the concerta is like an antidepressant that speeds you up. The 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 like the the pills are more like it's a quick way to feel okay, even if shit's stressful. It's a maladaptive thing. And like it works so well for people with that mindset. So, you know, and I, I totally like I don't mean to make it sound like it's good. And anybody listening, I hope that's not the, the lesson I'm giving. Get a, go watch the video and look at my teeth and tell me you want to do drugs. Like it's like, but at first it does make you feel good, but it's straight up a deal with the devil. What what video? 
Oh, just if you put this video online. Sorry, you can. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. No, um, yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, like, I, I have a hard time focusing. Like, I, I don't have like too bad of like ADHD. Like, where as far as I'm just like fucking jumping around, but like focusing is hard for me. And if I, like you, like you just said, if I get into like a stressful situation at work or whatever, and like there's too much stuff going on, like I, I just can't fucking focus. Right. And it's like I could see how somebody would be like, well, that's the answer. But so you mentioned, uh, you mentioned, well, what do you feel about microdosing? I've heard of people doing like microdosing nowadays. Like it's kind of like a, I've heard of like even like, even like um, computer programmer type guys in like Silicon Valley will do that shit. Like, do you think microdosing can be a good thing if you have it like under control? Yeah, dude. I don't want to keep you up late if you got to work, but I got a lot. Like I have microdosed. I just, I've got kids in my house and I don't feel comfortable keeping things that are illegal if the cops show up. But like I have microdosed in the past when the kids were staying with relatives and shit for long stretches and uh, it works. Um, I would like tripping on mushrooms enabled me to kick out some depression shit and gave me the bravery to go to therapy. And microdosing was very much like in that time I was, I felt pretty superhuman. Um, it gave me some problems. Like I wasn't going to take any shit and I would snap back real quick, but it was just cause I felt so fucking confident and good. So yeah, absolutely. Well, what were you, what were you microdosing? What are you referring to? Psilocybin mushrooms. I would just take like a teensy tiny little bit of a mushroom, not enough to trip, just enough to get your mood up. Because microdosing tends to refer to like acid, right? And psychedelic type stuff. Like yeah. That's mushrooms, exactly. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. And then as you mentioned earlier, like your, um, and then we'll wrap it up, but um, the the whole hole in the heart, every everyone has like a hole in their heart, and they you know yeah, some man. people fill it with like religion or drugs or whatever. Like in, in terms of like a philosophical sense, why why do you think that is? And um, and do you feel like everyone has something missing, or like do you have a perspective on that? Oh, dude, yeah, I could I could go on. Thanks for the chance to answer that. Like I would say that. It's a combination of I, everybody's in agreement across political lines and beliefs on all the social shit that that things suck for everybody right now. Like, you know, people that were doing real well five years ago that you wouldn't expect to be extreme might be ready to go through a trash can through a window somewhere or do worse. Like it's getting wild out there. So and that's been since COVID and maybe a little bit before. I think that people are getting more shit's getting more trash, more pressure. The, the vice grip is growing and people are, you know. Although they're more willing to talk about their problems now, they're also more willing to engage in maladaptive patterns. And it's making everybody crazy. And I think just like you said, I think, you know, I know there are people who are very close to me who have dipped into hardcore conspiracy theories that make them totally unpleasant to be around. Um, other people I know have gotten dumped into MLM schemes. Like everybody's got some shit, dude. You're absolutely right. And I think it's just the world sucks. And Maybe if you don't go through 20 years of drug abuse like me and you're just in your 20s and experiencing all these horrors, you don't have the tools to deal with that shit, like straight up. And even if you're older, you still don't. So you think it's more of like a calm, uh, current thing than it is? Um, because I mean, I, I, I mean, I think your answer is totally correct, but do you feel like it's a more current thing or do you feel like it's kind of like an ongoing thing that like people just always are unhappy to a certain extent without having something so i grew up in like redneck ass tiny my graduating class was less than 100 people in indiana and i can say without a doubt in the 90s and like i can say without a doubt like i've seen people 
it's gone from people with mental illness being like demonized and like your crazy uncle is whatever. And like things like borderline didn't exist. You're just a crazy bitch and so on. And it's evolved. Like people are encouraged to talk about it. They often like to frame it in terms of trauma, like X did Y to me and it caused me to do Z. But like people are encouraged to do that. Um, I think people were living shitty lives in the 90s. I know all kinds of people that were going through things that you couldn't even imagine back then. Um, and that no way I'm talking about. But like the the maybe people weren't as encouraged to speak up. And if there's one good thing that is coming out of the world right now, it's people at least whenever they're victimized, they they feel maybe more encouraged to speak up than they would have been back then. So you think it's it's more of just like a vocal thing than people are talking about the mental illness more than they did in the past, which in a way you would think would actually be like a good thing, right? Oh, yeah, I think I think it is. And I think in, in, to a point, it's like a necessary outcome of that vice tightening. Like, what else are people going to do that like, you got to talk about it? Yeah, for sure. And so do you give any um, advice to people who are in that situation? Um. Oh, yeah. Thanks for the chance to answer. Like uh, it. People tend to worry about bitching about their shit too much and putting it on others. And I think at this point, everybody's got it shitty and everybody understands. And even if you just want to if you if your shit's Facebook and you want to go on and go, my fucking washing machine doesn't work and I'm washing my shit in the bathtub. And because of that, I'm very angry. It helps. And you're not really burdening other people just to put it out there. And you might find some help if you do that. Like, you got to walk a line, but don't feel like just putting your shit out there is going to hurt you. That's actually kind of a focus in my book, so it all comes full circle. Yeah, for sure. I totally um, agree. Your coloring book, you mean, right? Or Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you had another book, too. Um, yeah, I totally agree, man. I mean, to a certain extent, it's like, it's kind of like sad advice, but good advice, too. It's like, to a certain extent, at some point, you just kind of have to accept that it sucks for a lot of people it's like it's not just you and instead of complaining about your shit just kind of like a ex um it's kind of like a sad answer <laughs> just like accept accept that you're in like a shitty situation currently and you know hopefully shit's gonna get better i also feel like shit has that's for a whole other podcast but i feel like shit is getting like, as you just said, that shit's getting worse, and I, I agree with you. I feel like it's kind of also getting better, I want to say. Like, right now, currently, because of the COVID and the um, inflation, like, in our current situation, I think it kind of sucks. But I think that it's trending upward overall, I would hope. But, um, yeah, so lastly, unfortunately, I have to wrap things up. For sure. But and maybe we could have another one where we talk about like music and more of the weed stuff. But um, I usually ask everyone, like, what what are some of your. Well, we didn't even go over the music. So if you want to go over some of the bands you like, but then also podcasts, movies, TV shows, and then plug like whatever you want to plug in terms of your podcast or your coloring book. Awesome. Thank you very much. Uh, I'll yeah. keep the plug short. It's just cursedcoloringbook.com if you want to check it out. Like, if you really feel like you want to support it, if you do the pre-order, I'll ship it to you anywhere in the U.S. for 21 bucks. But don't feel like you have to. It will be cheaper in like a month. So there's that. Um, I will keep it contained to, I said Skinamarink. Um, I feel like there's a movie made by a guy called Craig Zaylor called, I always get the name wrong, but it's still one of my favorite movies. I believe it's called Brawl and Cell Block 99. It's got Vince Vaughn in it. And it sells this like Tarantino oh, yeah. style story. Like, that dude's kind of, like 
well one thing like i'm a dad and i I just i'm a total chump from movies where like a dude's fucking protecting his family and just beating the shit out of guys like the total death wish thing like but like and and zayler's kind of controversial for some of that shit but like i feel like that's a really interesting weird story told in a neat way and if you're into like again hyperbolic violent action it's pretty good um yeah wise i'm going into my youtube history right now yeah it was a it was a wild um movie that kind of came from nowhere i remember i randomly saw it yeah i just like happened to check it out and i was like man this is a wild movie yeah man it's it's some of it it's got some questionable content with regards i won't go too deep into it i don't want to politicize your stuff there are certain political views expressed in it that i strongly disagree with but i feel like the movie overall has merit um music you don't have to go into it but what are the political i'm just curious about that it does certain things where like it kind of paints a picture of certain races being bad without saying it like there's a part where like vince vaughn rolls up on these like i guess you would say quote unquote cholo dudes in a car and it doesn't say anything but it cuts to these dudes with their loud music and then it cuts to vince vaughn kind of scowling at them and then it cuts back to him and they kind of look back and it's all just very like it's a nod it's a wink and a nod it feels like you know what i mean yeah i think even though i agree i totally agree with you on that aspect but I think it I think it probably is kind of hard in movies to like be perfect in terms of that type oh, yeah. of thing. But I think if you're trying to like portray a scene a certain way and you know what I mean, it, it could come off that way. I I, I see what you're saying That's though. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Zaylo did another movie where I thought it was kind of funny where he had Mel Gibson on screen and having his character being berated for doing some racist stuff. So it's clear that Zaylo's got, you know, he's not trying to be like that. It was just something i thought of to say basically yeah yeah, yeah. no I, I i get what you're saying what um what what other movie is that uh the movie is called i, I i'm bad at movie titles blame the drugs it's uh dragged across concrete i believe it's called oh wow i, I haven't heard of that one so I, I didn't even realize this director was like you know making more movies that was the only one i saw i think have you seen, I'm going to mangle the name of this one, that Vampire Western, and it's got Don Johnson in it, where these fucking cannibal vampires out in the desert, it's real popular, or it was. Is it older, or is it newer? It was somewhat older. I think it was made in, like, the 2010s. Let me see. I'll just look it up real quick. Sounds interesting. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, but, uh, but Bone Tomahawk. No, I haven't seen it. I, I, I don't, I've heard of it, but he, did he make that one, too? Yeah, now that that one is one, Jordan, you might not like because it's definitely, it tells a story, but it goes with the gore big time. But, you know, I like it. It's like, um, the guy's name is Zayler. Patrick yeah, that's Craig Zayler. Okay, okay. Hey, if it, it looks like it's Yellowstone meets gore, so that could be. <laughs> <laughs> that's up Jordan's alley. It's on my alley. There was one like when you said the Don Johnson thing. There was one with Don Johnson with the dude from Dexter. With Dexter, did you ever see that one? I'm forgetting the name. Mm-mm, I don't think I, I want to say it was Don Johnson and Dexter. Um, I'm gonna have to look that one up. Right on. Michael C. Hall. You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh yeah, I know him. Yeah. But anyway, so what are what are some other movies? Music. Um, I'm probably the music. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, man. I'm my ADHD is popping. No problem, man. You're, you're cold, cold in July. That it wasn't great. It just when you mentioned Don Johnson, I thought of that one. It's always fun to see him pop up in a movie. I like that dude. Like I grew up watching Miami Vice, so yeah, yeah. 
And I was in the Dexter, so I like I think I checked it out. Was a probably was of those two. Yeah. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are what are some other ones? Um, I'm movie wise, I'm drawing a little bit of a blank besides the ones we kind of talked about. Uh, music wise, uh, I've been on a big kick. Me and the kids have been listening to fucking besides Bloodhound Gang, which is probably a cancelable thing to listen to in this day and age. Um, a lot of fucking are they, they, you think? Yeah, if you listen to like Beer Coaster, there are a couple songs on there that kind of make one go like, you know, whatever. But we we still like some yeah. of the funny songs. Um, and then we also like a lot of this dude called Dan Deacon. Okay, I know Dan Deacon. Yeah, yeah, man, Crystal Cat. We've been listening to a bunch of that. Yeah, have you heard of the podcast Yeah, but still, by any chance? No, but what's it about? It's my favorite podcast. They happen to have Dan Deacon on, and he told some some wild stories of of basically touring when he had no money. Like he was like touring around, like the basic kind of, kind of like homeless touring, almost like in oh, the early yeah. days. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I'll listen to that. Yeah, so I'm into him along with like animal collective and all those types like in you know vampire a far a wide i cast a wide net vampire weekend um animal collective all that type of stuff and you're basically indie rock modern indie rock you know although there haven't been i wanted to go over with you but unfortunately we don't have too much time but um there hasn't been a whole lot of new music so if there's anything new any new indie rock that you're into let me know yeah, man. Uh, Jonathan Bree is a dude. You might have seen him just do like YouTube autoplay bringing him up because he's getting bigger now. But uh, I'm really into pretty much everything that dude's made. He's doing a lot of like neat, unique stuff with like it mixes elements of indie with like I, I'm going to sound like a douchebag when I say that. I promise I'm not one of these people, but like he grew up listening to French pop. So it's got like this French pop sound with like these strings that he uses and like he sings these songs that they sound super poppy, but they're all about like horrible people doing nasty shit to each other. Like I love it. And he's got him. Is it, is it is it fringe pop or French pop? Like French pop. Sorry, my teeth. Fucking uh, like French, like France from France. Oh, okay. I feel like I've heard of Jonathan. Is it B R I E? B R E E. Okay, maybe not. Was, I was for some reason I recognize the Burnettes. Oh, sorry, the Burnettes. I don't. I don't think so. Love Roman. Um. What about Foxygen? Have never heard of them. I will check this out. For for. For whatever reason, when you said Jonathan Bree, I thought of, I thought of Jonathan Rado, who's in Foxygen. They're they're like you like them. I think they're, I think they also got canceled or 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 one of them did. But <laughs> what about what about um, what about um, I'm going off going off on a tangent here. But um, the guy who the guy who showed up to the to the January six um, the January six thing. Oh, I got I got. I, oh. Um, I got uh, a bail too, Jordan. But um, not Mouse, the dude who hangs out with Mouse, though. Uh, uh, uh with, with yeah, exactly. Are you into yeah. him? Yeah, Ariel Pink. I I dig like three of his songs. I like not enough violence. Um, oh my god, and I like uh, lipstick. Those are probably the two that I really jive with most. And then I love a lot of John Mouse's stuff. Yeah. All right. Unfortunately, we have to wrap it up. Um, like I like I told you before, I started a job and I work earlier than I was working. So it's hitting me, but um, I'd love to have you back on. We can talk about music, whatever you want. Anything else you want to, any of your other stuff you wanted to plug or your podcast isn't even going right now. Right. So yeah, it's inactive. Okay. But All right. It was yeah, good. Definitely. It was good having you on and let me know if you want to come back on Evan.
yes, thank you for having me, Jordan and Micah. This was a lot of fun. Bye, guys.